Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Now, Singapore has been seeing an increasing shift in societal norms, haven't we? As working fathers with young children and greater at-home involvement are growing louder in their calls for flexibility at work. Yeah, according to a study by the Tripartite Alliance for Fair and Progressive Employment Practices, or TARFEP, almost all men surveyed, we're talking about 95% here, say they would be more productive at work if their company provided them the flexibility to manage work and family. This is so heartening because in a lot of households, women tend to take on a lot of these responsibilities, right? Well, research by the Ministry of Social and Family Development also showed, though, that while most fathers want to use their paternity leave to be more involved when their child arrives. The key reason they don't do it is the lack of workplace support. The bosses frown every time they are asked if they can take time off. So what can be done by companies and maybe even the government when it comes to supporting working parents in the post-COVID-19 world? We find out now from Louis Ting En, who is founder and host for Parents in Tech. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. You've done quite a bit where the tech scene is concerned. Perhaps a quick rundown of uh, some of your achievements over the past few years. Absolutely. So at the age of 20, I left school and gave up my scholarship to start a company, Glint. So that went on for four years. In between that, I went to BCG to build digital ventures. And now currently, I'm a venture capitalist. Mm, Sounds like a pretty busy life. Uh, So... (laughs) I mean, I mean, of course, we'll talk about your, your family side of things in a while. Uh, we do understand that some of these issues changed over the years. Yeah, Your evolution through your entrepreneurial career did shift. Tell us more about that. What exactly happened? Absolutely. And I think the big shift really happened when I became a dad 16 months ago. Before that, it was all about work. Yeah, and I think exactly what you have mentioned, right? This culture of always hustling, always trying to strive for the next thing, and even weekends were dedicated to work. But I think that really changed when uh, with my, I welcomed my daughter into the world. Uh, that was very challenging, right? Because it's no longer a situation where I could adjust work to kind of fit family. It was as and when she cried, she demanded the attention, and I had to drop whatever to kind of tend to her needs. And so that was really quite a big shift in my mindset, in the way I approach work but also a very different kind of happiness and satisfaction that it's so different from what work can offer. Yeah, congratulations on being a dad, by the way. Uh, Our resident dad on the show, Ryan Huang, is the most sleep-deprived father that we know, so (laughs) I guess uh, that's the future. (laughs) But but that's prompted you to really take a look at this whole sphere of, you know, dads being able to use their paternal care a bit more effectively. Tech is supposed to be able to help as well. Absolutely. But I think one thing that I realized about working in tech is that there's always so, it's such a fast-moving, dynamic, and always-on culture. And layered on with the additional complexity of the emphasis of do what you love, it can actually be pressurizing for parents, not just dads and moms, to kind of take time off the workplace to tend to their family needs. And I think that was really the inspiration behind me starting Parents in Tech to really shift the narrative of conversation not just entirely focused on work and achievements, but to really find out how do some of the tech leaders in Singapore, in Southeast Asia, deal with this. Mm. What have you found out that surprised you the most? 
Well, what I did find out, it's no matter where people are, no matter how diverse their backgrounds, parental guilt is very real, especially when you leave, uh, when you return from maternity and paternity leave. And there's always that guilt that you've got to deal with of feeling like you're leaving your, your children behind, you're not giving the best for them. And I was very surprised, right, because the people I spoke to in season one, uh, mums who are all senior tech leaders, almost all of them went through this journey. But what they did, it's to really figure out how do they build a support network to help them uh, to take care for their family, even while they return back to work. Hmm. Uh, Ching-An, I feel that uh, we ought to get together because I've got my own podcast called How Hard Is It To Be A Man? And somehow this seems to be related. <laughs> Let's talk about parents in tech. I'm, I'm very interested in this. And a completely stereotype question here. Shouldn't mm-hmm. men be a lot better uh, balancing tech and families because we are expected to be better at this? That's a great question. Well, I think at the end of the day, it's really about having that open conversation um, and also daring to even have those conversations at the workplace, right? The challenge sometimes it's coming across almost as less committed, less passionate about the work because you want to take time off for your family. And I think that has, of course, a lot to do with where our priorities lie. So, Earlier, one thing that you mentioned was how can workplaces support it? I think just creating conversations around how you can transition from being a non-parent to a parent and how the workplace will support you will go a long way in helping to achieve a better balance. Now, we've heard that, you know, of course, household responsibilities and the way they are shared between men and women determines career progression for women. It also determines, of course, the man's involvement in family life, flexible work arrangements, parental leave. If all of these things are taken by women more liberally than they are by men, it does work against both parties, doesn't it? So how do you think... You can level the playing field as far as possible when it comes to whether it's career progression or household and caregiving responsibilities. I mean, that's all about social norms vis-a-vis gender roles, right? Absolutely. And I think that's so true. I think one thing that can be done is to coach leaders and managers, especially those perhaps who are not parents yet, to be more sensitive and aware of the challenges that parents face. And I think just by developing this culture of empathy and understanding, it makes it a lot easier for for everyone at the workplace, whether dads or moms, to be able to take that take that step back and care for their families. And I think what I do see is, of course, a trend where dads these days want to take a more active role. I think that it should definitely be encouraged and workplaces have a key role in playing that. Chingen, uh, help me out here. So you're, you are trying to, your target audience here is to try and speak to companies and, and get companies to do better and be more understanding. Am I correct to say that? Yes, both the workplaces as well as the parents. So, but then the parents, so this, this conversation that you and Bharati just had about how it's expected that the women do all the household chores at home, I still don't understand that because in my household, my mother has taught me such that the men does the, the household chores. I cannot relate to this comment, but shouldn't it be more important that our parents would have set that foundation? And since maybe that's long gone, we as new parents have to set the foundation for the next generation. It's going to take a while. 
Absolutely, you're right. But I think the shift is already happening and we should play a part in accelerating that shift. So maybe just on that note, I think one part that I would love to bring up is in terms of the takeaways that I've heard in, on how we can shift that balance. For example, not casting certain stereotypes on what um, dad or mom's availability, availability is like in the day. I think that's something that we should continue to, to encourage, right? Where both dad and mom are equally willing to take time to spend with me, uh, to play with me, or to even bring me to the doctor. So I think just that's already shifting. I wanted to create a platform to share those stories and to encourage people that, hey, you are not alone in this journey. Tell us about some specific stories that you've heard from your podcast's guests on being working parents and facing challenges. I mean, it would be nice to hear some very specific examples of what exactly people are going through on the ground. Absolutely. So this one story, it's, she's a senior leader at a technology, a software technology company. She was sharing how her career was on the rise. And one day when she landed, when, she, when we were still flying, pre-COVID, of course, the moment she landed, she received this deluge of messages and calls saying that her daughter had suffered from a terrible fall. And she had to immediately turn around in the airport, even before collecting her luggage, fly back to Singapore, and pretty much the next day, she gave up her career. And that began like a three to four year career break. And that was extremely challenging for her because her career was on the rise. And just an event like that kind of threw everything and spanner into the works. But I think the one quote and the one takeaway that she shared from that, it's everything in life is impermanent, whether good days or bad days. And through will and determination, we can all overcome these challenges. And that really inspired me because it's something that I think a lot of us at the workplace can identify with. We want to achieve things in our work, but sometimes when things in family crop up, we just have to respond. And the attitude to do that, it's really one that of resilience. Based on that story, I want to throw that boomerang back at you, uh, Jingen. How are you personally managing this horrible thing called parental guilt? And in your opinion... Um, which gender has it harder when it comes to parental guilt? I'm assuming it's the women. Absolutely, it's the women. And I think there's a very strong physical and biological thing to it. So for many moms, of course, they go through the breastfeeding journey. And actually, that was also another thing that uh, sort of gave me comfort because my wife herself, she went through a lot of stress in the initial phases of breastfeeding when the milk production wasn't there. Mm. And it felt like a personal like let down to the kid, right? That she could not provide for uh, my daughter. And this is something that's common also. So I think one of the big parts of parental guilt, especially for returning moms, it's the fact that, oh, I cannot provide like the fresh breast milk I can um, for, for my kids, right? And I think that's something that's so real. But I realized that by creating those conversations and, and almost helping people to find their support network at the workplace, outside of work, that really helps to assuage and manage those emotions when you realize it's not just you. Actually, a lot of the other moms out there go through this. Mm, I can also say it's because of societal expectations of mothers as opposed to societal expectations of dads. And for that reason, I think we ought to be discussing what workplaces do in a more in-depth fashion. Because you did say that a lot of dads want to spend more time with their children, but they don't because the employers don't support it. You know, there's always a lot of frowning and (laughs) a lot of complaining going on when a dad says... I want to take my paternity leave and I want more, in fact. So 
In terms of sending out, I know you mentioned earlier that you know, they have to be, be more empathetic. But in terms of sending out the right signals, shouldn't they be doing more decisive things? For example, just as an example, like increasing the number of paternity leave days that dads are allowed and things like that. Absolutely. And I will add one more. Instead of just throwing out these benefits like more these days and conveying it to messages which are important, I think we look at workplaces, should we look at how opportunities are given and performance is rewarded. Because a lot of times that is truly what drives behavior. It's one thing to give out these days, but then if you look at, let's say, your trajectory of people who get promoted, who get rewarded, they are those who perhaps have been more active at the workplace. And that essentially creates a tone that you got to be there. You shouldn't be taking leave if you want to move up. So I think one thing that all companies can do is to really relook for those parents, especially with young children who have came back to work. Are they given fair opportunities to demonstrate their potential? And is there a pattern of these new parents tend to suffer from, let's say, delayed promotions or fewer opportunities? Chingan, this is a sensitive one. And to start us off, I'll admit that as a man, I am guilty of not doing a good job or a better job in understanding the emotional struggles that perhaps my wife goes through. I think it would be the same for colleagues and bosses. Uh, You as a man, uh, what would your advice be so that we could manage this better? I mean, it surely must be harder, the emotional up and down that a lady goes through. What are your thoughts on this? Absolutely. I think by creating conversation, by creating awareness, that's a huge first step that all of us can take. Uh, And that's really, once again, the spirit behind this podcast that I Mm. started. It's really that for people to have the awareness that these are the challenges that we all go through. Yes, they come in different shapes and forms, but there are a few commonalities. For example, we talked about parental guilt. And once I think people are aware of it, there's Definitely a genuine effort that I've seen broadly across my interviewees where their companies, the people they work with, want to create a supportive environment for them. So I think it really begins by creating that safety and almost that norm where it's okay to talk about your challenges at home, to, in your workplace, to your bosses, to your team. In terms of making concrete changes on the ground, what sorts of changes have you seen the tech industry in particular do to empower change and progression on this front? Absolutely. I think what you mentioned, for example, like giving additional leave days, giving parental support, I think that definitely has been quite the new trend where instead of just the mandatory requirement by law, many companies are going above and beyond. But I think what is something that's really also quite interesting is how tech companies are trying to actively involve not just the parents, but the whole family more regularly at the workplace. Um, of course, pre-COVID, that meant inviting families into the offices for, for key events to show what dad and mom does at work. But mm. even in today's day and age, we see that happening on the virtual setting. For example, some of the companies, they do like magic shows and a zoo, uh, animal, which I think it's just nice, right? Because these small things just show that you want to be inclusive. You want to help include kids in the conversation i think that's something that should continue to be encouraged just creating the inclusive culture where certain events especially team building culture building ones it's not just for parents but the entire family just to wrap up uh, Ching, and a couple of days ago uh, minister indrani raja uh, speaking to us on a post-budget roundtable session mentioned a white paper will be released soon What do you think can be addressed here, this white paper, with regard to policies to support working mothers? Um, What are your personal hopes to see from the government? 
as a, I think the government can play a critical role in creating a culture where employers, employees, parents and families can all come together and openly share about the challenges. I think what parents need is the, the opportunity to be, to be heard. Often it can be quite a lonely journey because all you are doing is taking care of your, your family and then going to work and pretty much that. Um, that's the two things, right? You sacrifice a lot on your social life. You don't really get to interact with other parents as much. But I think to be able to create a, a place that's safe, that's inclusive, and that's open for these conversations where people can share their challenges, brainstorm for ideas, I think that's a critical role that the government can play to facilitate those conversations. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Chin En, for joining us today. Louis Chin En, founder and host of Parents in Tech. You might want to start listening to that one as well. Thanks so much, uh, Chin En, for joining us. You stay safe and take care. Yeah? Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.